this is the most important part. You will be able to actually hedge your position somewhere else. And that is something that, in my opinion, hasn't been done before in crypto because until now, everything always needs to be over collateralized. Hey guys, here at VeFi, we're big believers that derivatives and other synthetic instruments are going to play a large part in the future of DeFi. In fact, if you look at the stock market, it pales in comparison to the notional traded in derivatives across equities, commodities, and other asset classes. So how do you capture this opportunity in crypto? And how do you build the backend infrastructure to really scale and maximize that opportunity? We speak to Laffer from Dias Finance as he talks about what is an OTC contract, what are they building, and how are they inviting other platforms and builders to build on top of their technology to really make the future of DeFi. There's tons of gems in here. Stick around, take some notes, and I hope you enjoy the pod. So today I'm, I'm super excited. I've got Laffer, one of the founding members of Deuce Finance. How are you today, Laffer? Great, great. <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah, happy to, happy to have you here. So for our audience, could you break down what is Deuce Finance and in particular, why does it exist and what problem are you solving? So Deuce Finance is an infrastructure provider for derivatives trading, meaning we are providing... Uh, stablecoin infrastructure uh, contracts that others can build on top to create synthetics and derivatives and all kind of financial instruments yeah and so we were speaking just before before the recording now about um, your own personal kind of uh, reflections on on why the idea came about could we get into that that here yes exactly so it it all basically started in the during the covid crash uh, my investor life until then was uh, only with, with cryptocurrencies because I kind of liked the technology. I started uh, buying my first Bitcoin in 2013 and then went heavily into the space, was always interested about everything that, that came up. But until 2020, I thought I also want to like buy some Tesla. It was kind of like the, yeah, someone... Uh, hinted me to to buy some tesla in my family and i was like okay maybe i should do it and then i looked into what is possible and i just found it very difficult to actually like yeah to own a stock with the bank i, I don't trust banks I, I thought why is there no some such thing in crypto so then we we started on researching about it and we found out that there's actually no oracles that provide uh, stock data until then i mean now we have a lot more uh, competition but back then there was there was nothing and as soon as we like developed the technology and everything we realized that the the technology is actually not the hardest part to get right mm. uh, it is the economics who is paying the actual profits for and, when you are making a trade and so let's talk about that so i know from my old world on wall street that the majority of volume traded on single stocks let's say u.s single stocks is not actually physical transfer of of stocks it's typically synthetic in nature so to your to your last point there could you explain um what you mean by there has to be somebody taking a loss on the other side so whenever there's like when in in traditional finance there are liquidity providers in in crypto we also know 
that term. There's liquidity providers, of course, in traditional finance, this is more complex and more structured. But whenever there is someone taking a trade, there is someone else who is kind of like the counterparty, so to speak. If you're trading at a broker, there would be potentially a liquidity provider that is the counterparty. So if someone is making a win, someone else is losing. And in the most, like in, in cryptocurrency, most synthetics protocols work like that. For example, synthetics, that there is like some stakers and they are would they would pay the loss or the win, the, the gains of the traders. That was also the first first approach we had, but we soon realized that it's uh, like it's it's not capit- capital efficient. It it make like it's very unattractive for an actual liquidity provider. Then Miro Finance uh, came to existence, like, mm-hmm. and, and also with them we realized okay they also have a two hundred percent over collateralization rate, and you're only going when you mint the asset you're going short which could lead to issues in the market where every stock is only going up. There would be no one creating the markets. So we soon realized we need to build something where risk is privatized. And that's what we are, what we came up with now. So basically a platform where every trade can be matched with a counter trader through Deus so that every trade is, yeah, there is like a counterparty to it. And it creates a system that is way more capital efficient because for every trade, the counter trader can select his own settings, like what when he is willing to take the tr- enter in the trade. And based on that, the collateral rate is way below what everyone else is offering. I think we will even be po- it will even be possible to to go under collateralized to open a position with under like under collateralized. That is what and when you're, talk- when you're talking here about, thank you for that, when you're talking here about collateralization, you're talking about having physical reserves of either the stock or a stable coin against it. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. In it, the Deus the, the V3 that we will be launching very soon is technically very similar to how Binance margin trading works. So you're, you're depositing some USD, and then you're able to take a trade and de- depending on your profit and loss, you're either liquidated or you can close your trade in profit. Uh, yeah. So, and it will be the same for both sides. So there, there will be collateral in, in a contract, but you will still be able to, and this is, this is the most important part. You will be able to actually hedge your position somewhere else. And that is something that, in my opinion, hasn't been done before in crypto because until now, everything always n- needs to be over collateralized. So yeah, mm. yeah. And and so you're saying if I run a farming portfolio uh, for myself and it's three million dollars, for me currently, I have to do it in a very capital inefficient way, which means I have to physically go and take half a million dollars and go and buy, let's say in the simplest instance, go and buy some Phantom and hold that. With your platform, with a synthetics platform or people building on top of an infrastructure layer of synthetics, what can happen is I can go and get that same level of exposure, but in a much more capital efficient way, or I can even go short, is that correct? Exactly, exactly. So in in DSV3, in the end, you would be able 
to create an like you would be able to request a trade for any asset any anything and then someone else could actually answer that that quote so we we are doing a, a system with quotes of course uh, there will be a variety of of assets that you can just go into trade with someone because the other side already uh, listed this asset as a as a potential trade but also you could just open a open a quote for basically anything and others could uh, respond to that so it, it yeah. is kind of like an otc derivatives market yeah that is very exciting for somebody like me who is a capital allocator and getting that capital efficiency is, is super important so let's talk about where you're at today you alluded to v3 is there any products that are currently available to trade and who is building on top of the DUS infrastructure? Yes. So, so currently we are still running on the version two that already like it's, there's already a, a stock Oracle kind of like an MVP to showcase the, the strength of, of the DUS Oracles that we built on top of Muon. And you, you're already able to trade 500 stocks on, on our partner Decent's. We're kind of, we, we went into a direction that is also like, because there is a lot of questions about regulation. Miro has some issues with the regulation. SEC is, is kind of like taking a, a hit at synthetics. Uniswap uh, delisted all synthetic assets. So we are just providing infrastructure for others to build on top. And there, there will be, f there, or there is already third party front ends that can can tap into an SDK that that was built and can run their own front end and can host their own assets through our collateral collateral aid engine together with the oracles so at the current moment you can already trade stocks and some crypto synthetics on top of these sims so if I go to thank you if I go to the DS page where can I get where can I do that so it's we're we're currently uh, working on the on the page that redirects you to all of our partner pages, but in the current stage, you would need to uh, type in another domain. It's called dsims.com. dsims.com. D S S Y N C. Okay. N S Y N T H S dot com. Okay, and so you'll be integrating this into your your front end. No, it's it's the other way around. <laughs> front okay. end, front ends like these sims are integrating our technology into their website. Got it. That yes, makes sense. Yes. Yes. So yeah. And we'd love to understand. So, how many of these kind of partners do you have today, and and how many are in the pipeline in the future? Because, like in in the current stage, we are fully focused on on building up the version three uh, of our protocol. There is like currently three projects that uh, want to provide the synthetics. There is uh, two projects that want to provide Binance futures. That will be our next product to be released. You will be able to trade every every future that is listed on Binance. You will be able to trade on chain through the DS technology. Yeah. 
and decence is already life. And that is that is something that's really really exciting because as more and more investors become on chain like ourselves, I can't use a Binance account to trade perpetual swaps let's say, or to trade futures, because the transparency is just not the same as having our positions on chain. So this is is really exciting. And it sounds like you're solving the, the toughest part of that, which is the the oracles, which are, are taking all those kind of price feeds. Would love to understand a bit better about the team and how deep as a team because it's quite a technical challenge that you're you're trying to solve especially i imagine you're doing this across different chains as well yes so so our team is is currently consisting of around yeah 10 plus engineers on the deal side and another yeah around 10 plus in the Muon side for the oracles, plus multiple other teams that work on, these are the core teams, I would say, on both sides. So we, we, we completely split off both projects in order to provide, like, to be, fo- like, have a team focus on, on one thing. And the oracle is just too big. In the beginning, we also built the oracles ourselves. But it's just too big of a project, so we completely split that off. We also have around ten, uh, like operational marketing, someone who is working on Twitter and all of those kinds of things. So the teams are pretty, pretty big to what we what we started with. Uh, we had a huge increase in in hiring people. Yeah, and we also like we have like two people. Uh, working on all of the the like theory, yeah, I would say that's me and Max who are currently working on the white paper. Uh, yeah, we are basically designing the systems, and then we have around ten engineers. What I what I love about what you guys are doing is DeFi is one of these spaces where everybody is kind of innovating on the fringes and doing those kind of marginal gains but you guys are coming up with something truly innovative i love one description of what you're doing which is similar to how amazon allows anybody to open up an e-commerce store built on amazon platform ds will allow any third party so any leveraged synthetic stock cfd option prediction market otc derivative or futures provider to build on top of the ds contracts and i love that because that just really simplifies the idea that ds is just a a back-end infrastructure almost yes like you have the protocol and governance token ds finance ds dow and that's the token that we are incredibly bullish on but the idea that other people can build on top of you is is really really exciting and like you said there's going to be a growing place for for synthetics and for cfds and options and derivatives etc in the future so we'd love to get your thoughts on on that because one of our big investment narratives right now is that there's going to be a rising use of options in the DeFi space. So we're big investors, for example, in DOPEX. Mm-hmm. We've used the single-sided option vaults in Ribbon Finance, for example. Mm-hmm. But would love to know your thoughts on where you think DeFi is going, and in particular, how you think synthetics will become a big part of, of DeFi. So like in, in, in general, our derivatives are decreasing the volatility of of an asset in general so whenever there is derivatives in place the volatility of assets decreases so the overall market gets more efficient 
And I think in in DeFi, we are not at the stage where we have truly, uh, like, we have a, where everyone can create derivatives derivatives on everything. It's not yet possible. We are still in a in a phase because most of crypto is is actually spot trading. Everything is 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 spot. There is all everything is always backed a hundred percent, and that's uh, yeah. And most of the market makers, because things are too inefficient on chain, are still providing liquidity to to centralized exchanges. That's the reason why Binance every day they have a volume of. Uh, 11 billion i think on the future markets and yeah they they will for a long time be probably more efficient than on-chain uh, projects but we at this we want to change that by basically creating a, a channel from a trader to count to counter, counter trader from user to 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 market maker directly so i think derivatives will have a big impact on on the crypto market because they will make everything more stable. What's the key? So I'm, I'm a former derivatives guy and I'm, I'm from the world of volatility, but maybe good for our audience to hear it from your perspective. How does the introduction of derivatives and therefore embedded leverage actually create a more volatile, uh, sorry, a less volatile crypto asset world? Because uh, a lot of the volatility comes from, from people they're risking, projects, big whales, market makers that sell their positions in order to de-risk. But in a derivatives market, they could also create a derivative of their position and basically, yeah, sell the derivative or create a, a synthetic that is a short on their uh, holdings and all kinds of things. And and that is also something that, that I believe will have a big impact. I'm, I'm a fan of decentralizing everything. And in the current world like if people know about the derivatives market the market of synthetics or derivatives is the biggest market of all in in all of like in in the whole world i think it's 10 times bigger or 20 30 times bigger than, than everything else combined and this is only like behind closed doors only banks and, and investment banks and, and uh, are able to create derivatives. In in Deus Finance, it will be possible for every everyone basically to create uh, a derivative. Uh, but my my tr my tr full vision would also be that we have contracts that are actually in English, not even in uh, smart contracts, and that are kind of like inf enforced by DAOs, similar to like Claros, like. Uh, uh, a lawyer DAO, something like this, like a court, that would be like the, f the full vision. But until now, everything will be automized. And that is also something that is very interesting for the actual traditional finance space. We, most of our white paper is, is inspired by what the interna International Derivatives and Swap, Swap Association uh, have written on on digitizing derivatives 
in the crypto space. So, yeah. And I don't think for those that don't know from the world of traditional finance, the reason why the amount of volume and notional traded on derivatives is so large is because pretty much every large institution that's in that space uses derivatives in some form. So if you're a pension fund, you might use equity collars, for example, to dampen the volatility on your underlying pension portfolio. If you are a traditional asset manager, you might buy a simple put option or something like that. And if you're slightly more fast money, as we used to call it, a hedge fund, then the capital efficiency in trading synthetics makes it a lot more easy to put on a position without necessarily using up all that capital and therefore they get the leveraged exposure that they're looking for with only putting a minimum kind of dollar outlay as well on day one. So that makes that makes total sense for me and you're right. There's so much OTC transaction volume that happens in traditional finance. And if you guys are the execution back layer, if you will, or the the kind of infrastructure layer for, for that world of OTC, then I'm sure there's going to be even more people building the front end for that. You said something interesting about anybody could create a derivative. So does that mean, in your opinion, that if somebody like me, let's say I have a position on Let's say I have a position on Liquid Driver, for example, something I'm I'm bullish on and I want to hold, but in the short term I don't want to sell it, and it doesn't currently exist. Could I create the the asset there and somebody take the other side of that? Is that possible exactly, in the future? Ex- exactly, that is what what our goal is to create a, a an, an infrastructure where someone else could create any asset, and in the end, it, that is why we why we call it the, the Amazon of 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 derivatives because also on amazon you can basically list anything you can sell anything and it will it will be the same on on deals so you can create a position or like an asset and someone else can take the counter counter trade in it and then you're in a trade and then oracle verifies the, the whole result the whole transaction yes, so exactly. who would take who would take the other side of that transaction let's say this is a, a real-time scenario now i've got uh, lqdr in my metamask and i've got a decent size holding let's say it's worth a hundred thousand dollars and the market's going through some volatility but that position is now worth only eighty thousand dollars now i don't want to sell it i don't want to crystallize that twenty thousand loss I want somebody to just offer me the offsetting hedge. So I want to ideally go short the asset. How would I do that using some front-end infrastructure and how is DS helping there? So in in a sense, you would you would, pro- you would provide collateral to DS contracts. Then like the, we are calling our, our main contract is called an account manager. So there is where your collateral is stored. Then you are disputing that collateral like you you distribute that collateral to uh, something that we call a master agreement and inside of the master agreement we have all the rules of like that some some market maker or some front end defined and there you could technically create uh, the asset that you want if the the master agreement has uh, the features and you would basically lock the collateral on your side some other the counterparty would lock collateral on their side that's why it's called bilateral and an oracle would verify everything and then depending on how uh, liquid driver changes in price you would your balance of collateral would either increase or decrease like your pnl would increase or decrease 
and the counterparty, of course, uh, the opposite. So yeah, that's how it would work. That is also the interesting part about like what you ask is basically you wanna you wanna be still like exposed to your liquid driver position, right? That's what you said. In in our scenario, in the in the basic version of Deus, everything is going through day. So in order to keep your position keep keep exposed to liquid driver, you would you would also need to basically liquid driver as an asset would need to be whitelisted for providing collateral. And that is something that you can do by voting with your Deus. So we will create a, a bribing system where users can basically bribe Deus into whitelisting liquid driver as a collateral token. And you touched upon day there, so DEI, which is yes. your fractional reserve stable coin. Could you talk a little bit about how that fits into the, the DS ecosystem? Yes. So in, in general, we wanted to make like we wanted to integrate our governance token very closely into into the whole ecosystem. But um, of course it is very difficult to keep track of your positions and everything if your collateral asset is also free-flowing in value. So we kind of like had a decision to make if we want to go with an over-collateralized model, like uh, for example, UST from Terra Luna or DAI from MakerDAO. But we kind we wanted, we, we believe that a fractionalized stable coin is a be- like it's a better choice for for that especially for that specific topic or that specific use case because you on the one side you're for every open interest in your derivatives trading you're burning deals which creates like a buying pressure on your on your governance token on the other side an over collateralized and, and still you have your a majority of your stablecoin is actually backed by uh uh, well-respected stablecoin, so that's also like more for 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 me a more inviting uh, kind of stablecoin. So I'm very excited about the fractional technology that Frax came up with. So yeah, we thought this is the best fit for our for our idea. You have the the positive buying pressure on your governance token while still being in majority exposed to a major stablecoin. So yeah. What I like about that is I imagine that the day stablecoin then en- enables cross-chain liquidity as well. Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, day by its nature is already on multiple chains. And of course, we will also plan to have our trading engine on multiple chain and you will be able to to trade everywhere with, with day. And so let's let's talk about the utility of the Deus token itself. Could you touch upon that a little bit? So as as I said before, Deus is a part of the fractional stablecoin. So for every day that is minted, Deus is getting burned. And then in the future, as soon as our, our platform is live, you will also be able to burn NF to burn Deus to to get a special kind of NFT that gives you. Uh, reduction in, in trading fees and as i said before we will also set up a system where you can you lock your deus token to get voting power in order to to vote for for assets being whitelisted on the account manager so this will then lead 
to like you will be able to provide collateral in that other asset that you basically bribed the Deus protocol to whitelist. I love it. You guys are solving a big problem for me. So if I think back to my traditional finance days, if I wanted to do an OTC transaction with another entity, I would have to set up in the first instance an ISDA. And the ISDA negotiation process can take anywhere from days to, to months and years, depending on the lawyers that you're working with. What makes crypto so fascinating is that you can automate and write smart contracts where you don't need armies of lawyers. Everybody agrees on the code. Everybody agrees on the outcomes and everything is verifiable on chain. And so you take out a lot of the friction that takes place in traditional finance. And I love I love what you're doing with the platform. And I love the fact that others are building on top of you. And again, you're in this unique place where you've identified that derivatives and, uh, and OTCs will be a larger part of not just the DeFi landscape, but the crypto landscape. And you've basically built or are building the technology to, to make that happen. Which leads me to a question. What is one of your biggest technical challenges right now? So so for what, what I think will be the biggest challenge is to have a very, very efficient way of matching the trader with the counter trader so but of course again believing in the idea of decentralizing everything and i also believe in the fact that like there will always be someone who is smarter than us so we want to build a platform where others can come and where there is a, a economical incentive to create a better matching engine and because he has the better matching engine he will get more market share yeah so that's the uh, i think is the most difficult technical thing to solve like to have a, a, a matching engine that uh, makes the user experience as great as possible but like you said the experience in the traditional finance world is, is something you cannot compare <laughs> like with no. everything automized yeah and that that is that is exactly what we're trying to achieve to have like to automize and and exactly that processes because setting up contracts with lawyers uh, getting your ista uh, agreement and all of those things take a very long time and and crypto can forever change that and like our, our, our like our biggest dream would be that traditional finance would actually uh, tap into that and and use deals in order to 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 facilitate all of the, the OTC trades. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it's it's incredibly like if I if I draw an analogy back to my tradfi days, right? Let's say I had traded an equity collar with a pension scheme, so they had bought the equity collar from my bank and we had done all the hedging, et cetera, and it came to payday. So number one, we have to have the ISDA in, in place. Number two, the legal docs. You kind of have to almost troll through an archive of Word documents to find the one that you both signed and maybe scanned and faxed over to one another. It's it's super kind of inefficient, right? You would have scanned a, a document and sent it over email. And then I remember this in particular being a real pain point, but it was basically up to me to log onto a Bloomberg terminal and check the closing price of the asset. Let's say it was S&P 500, make all the calculations and then tell my accounting guy, oh, or tell my trader, please release this amount of 
capital. And then for them to tell the accounting guy to pay their bank and the whole thing settles two days later. I mean, each step along the way is just super inefficient and it's not got any better, right? Like I, I left traditional finance a few years ago and my friends are still, still very much in that world. But what you're enabling with DS Finance is, is truly revolutionary because you take out all of that and you make it seamless. And I think today, if I think about the crypto ecosystem today, if you want to do a big OTC and you're you're known enough, you can get an introduction into Alameda's trading desk and maybe he'll OTC you at a fat discount or something and take the position off you. But to do that for like the smaller guy, you know, I'm thinking about refi or I'm thinking even about the average retail investor, it's truly, truly innovative and revolutionary stuff. So congratulations to yourselves. I think um, full transparency, ReFi is farming your token. So you, you recently launched some farms on Liquid Driver. So we've paired it with Phantom and we're earning some incentivized boosted APRs, which are in north of 200% at the moment as well. So really, really happy to have you guys building in this space, which leads me to my last kind of question. So outside of Deus, what are some of the big themes and narratives that you see playing out in 2022? Oh, like currently, uh, there's everything is about about gaming, somehow NFTs. I've, I believe that crypto is all about cycles. Bitcoin is as a cyclic asset, and also DeFi has been in a in a bull run in a in a bear market. So what I what I actually believe is that then we had layer ones. I believe that with 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 the merge of Ethereum, all eyes will be back on 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 DeFi somehow. That's that's my that's my guess. Because yeah. All that money needs to find a home, right? And, yes. and the the interesting thing we always tell people at Refi is that compared to the 2017 crash and even compared to what happened last summer, now we have so much more supply of stable coins. So in 2017, when everything crashed, people cashed out, they moved into fiat. And that was, that was that. It took a long time for that money to come back. Now what we're seeing is when people make money in either meme coins or gaming or NFTs, if they want to cash out, they'll cash out into stable coins. And that stable coin isn't often, we're not seeing any evidence of it being swapped into fiat. We're seeing lots of evidence of that stable coin, TVL, if you will, being placed in the DeFi ecosystem. And so that's that's super exciting because that encourages people to build in DeFi and it encourages people to enter when the next cycle comes as well. Yeah, for, for me, like I, I was I was there in 2013. I was there in 2017. And it's uh, like you cannot compare. There is nothing similar to how it was four years ago or, or seven years ago. Uh, now there is actually use cases and already for me back then i thought like okay going into crypto there is no going back like only the the stuff you actually need right now you convert some some cryptocurrencies back but now with all the stable coins and and yield farms and there is like i don't think that we will see a huge outflow again and it also is like reflecting in the market we don't have that huge crashes anymore when and and Totally, yeah. Everyone leaving the, the show. 
It's it's truly, truly exciting. Lafa, any alpha that you can leave for our listeners um, Uh, and anything that you're looking at on a personal uh, level? um, We're currently working day to night on on the white paper and I'm I'm happy to share some some drafts with you and we can discuss uh, about sharing them with your community and then release it very soon. Excellent. I, th- yes. I think I think that's a very very good plan. Yes. Excellent. Well, Lafa, great to have you on the Refi DeFi podcast, and I'm sure we'll speak in the coming days, weeks, and months ahead. Thank you very much for having me. I I wasn't aware of your background, and it excites me even more to be in contact with you and get you information of where we're going. And your feedback is very appreciated. Thank you very much. Okay. See you soon. Bye bye. Thank you. This podcast is hosted by Huff, the lead farmer at Reimagine Finance. Reimagine Finance is a farming as service provider available on the Ethereum network. Nothing in this podcast can be considered financial advice, and any money invested is purely at your own risk. Nothing in this podcast should be considered an invitation to invest, and listeners should seek independent advice. You can follow us on Twitter, Telegram, and Discord.